In for the Night is a podcast that discusses movies, random topics, and gives you an excuse to just stay in for the night. Why? I do it weird so you don't can't do it. You ruined it. How did I ruin it? I was like per- perfectly lip syncing. And you ruined it. And that's why I did that. Well, who's rude? You are. How? Mr. Stare at the sun and delay things. Well, I gotta keep my eyes nice and beautiful and perfect. That's not gonna help. Dogs are wandering around, so everybody take a shot. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm on so many medications and wine. Two shots. Why? Because it's about even numbers today. Even numbers today, folks. So, guess take shoot. I don't know. Take two shots. <laughs> Again, my name is Katie, and I'm on so many medications. I have like a head cold thing going on. And so, your name should be Papa Pill a lot. I just want to be Papa Pill. Papa Pill. Okay, that works. <laughs> Papa Pill. Uh, G Dog Arena. Papa Pill or Daddy Pill. <laughs> Do Daddy Pill. Not Katie, though. That's. Uh, I guess. Okay. Sorry. Let's rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ooh. in for the night is a podcast that discusses movies, random topics, and gives you an excuse to just stay in for the night. Hi, my name is Daddy Pill. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm keeping my name, G Dog Arena, because I'm a G Dog. Are you compared to me? Do you think you're a G Dog? Daddy Pill, don't argue with me. I feel like I need a cane. You have 5,000 canes. I don't have 5,000 canes. Seems like it. I don't have a cane at all. Seems like it. I want one with like a dragon on it. Why? I thought you want one with a skull on it. And that. Why can't nope. I? Nope. Why do nope. I have to limit myself? I get the one with the skull now. You didn't pick it. So Bitch. You get the dragon. And I want one. like a purple top hat. No, I get the. No, I want a pink one. There you go. I don't know why we're dressing ourselves up as pimps, but this is how it goes. Because <laughs> we're pimps. <laughs> Big pimping. With all of our hoes over here. <laughs> if you guys don't have hoes, get some hoes. You can go adopt a animal. <laughs> at your local pound. At your local pound. They're about $25 or less. And Usually then, they uh, have free adoption days. So definitely if you're looking for some pips and hoes, just definitely go to your local humane society. <laughs> definitely help some uh, pimps and hoes out. I mean, some hoes out, not pimps. We're pimps. We're pimps, but <laughs> yeah. like hoes. Help the hoes out. <laughs> and the hoes we're referring to are, are all our animals that we have because we have seven. We do and have a do lot. do they rake in any money? No. <laughs> no, they do not. They are terrible hoes. <laughs> they're terrible hoes, but they're They cute. need to get a better job. <laughs> I just tear up stuff. That's what they do. Wade does. Fuck. He went through two beds this week. Yeah. Fuck. Well, the one of them can be fixed, possibly. Your sewing skills are superb. Not really, but in a pinch. You did that one pretty damn well. And then they ripped it apart again. It's not that ripped. It has like a little bit hole. This one is... Because you know, it's like only the corner and then like a little slit on the other side. So it's fairly You easy. have a slit on the other side. I do. It's called my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this comes out tomorrow. I guess this can be your Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm talking about slits and hose. Slits and hose. <laughs> I like Wade always does that. He's like, ooh, I'm going to go bother one of the other dogs while I'm chewing in their face. And you know you want my toy. And then as soon as they get a toy, he's like, I don't want this he toy anymore. I want it. that toy. It's fucking evil. And he just, yeah, he's a little baby. Takes he's after a bully. Mom. 
I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything evil this week. I didn't say anything. Wade made me do it, or Arrow made me do it. Right. Yeah. You can fight? <laughs> you look really sad there for a second. I don't know. I'm tired. I almost <laughs> cried. I almost <laughs> cried for you. All right. Let's get this show on the road. Hi. What's your name? You're jogging. G-Dog Reno. Anything important this week? No. You? Why would there be anything important? I mean, we went to Orlando. I mean, so, yeah. Quick five-minute, you know. Interlude. <sighs> Thank you. On Orlando, it was shit. Uh, I got sick. My two partners got food poisoning because the the people the the restaurant on site kept on giving out raw fucking chicken wings. Raw chicken wings. And people kept on eating them. I'm like, look at what you're eating, bitch. Yeah, like my one of my partners, he said he he was like halfway through his wings and he like got to the drumsticks and he took a bite out of it and looked down and it was dripping blood. Ugh. It was like. Are you like you can taste raw chicken like it does not taste good, but he was like, I There's was so different... freaking hungry that he just started chowing down on it. So he got food poisoning. Yeah. My other buddy, I think he said he had Pizza Hut and he had chicken tenders. So one of them or both of them got one of them I gave him so food bad. poisoning. He looks miserable. And Sunday, the main day that we needed to like not be sick and play we're fucking all sick. So it was great. It was a waste of 200 something dollars for me and then whatever they paid for their brackets. So fun times. Well, fun times. I played one bracket. I told the par- my partner I didn't want to play. And I said I would play with her if she really, really wanted to play, but I don't plan on doing well. I put that as a caveat. She was cool about it, whatever. The first day, we, our first game, our first day. There's a guy behind us pretty much threatening to, like, beat the shit out of a girl. And I'm like, bitch, get out of here. I'm like, say, go away. I told him to go away. And he would just, like, stared at me. And I was like, I can take you in a second. Calm down. And so I just shot. And then my partner got upset. And she was trying to fight him. So I picked up her 90-pound ass and moved her with one <laughs> arm. And I was like, nah, nah. And then I kicked him out myself. And then all of the the head guys came around and they were like, what's happening? I was like, just kick him out. He's threatening people. He needs to be gone. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he, I, he was threatening me. He was threatening all of us. Like he needs to go. And they were like, Oh shit. Okay. So they kicked him out. And I'm like, why weren't they there earlier when he was threatening everybody? But I was like, fuck it. And so my like partner was really upset the entire day. So like that day. And then, then like, I think later that night I was supporting you or something. And I went to the bathroom and one of my friends was on stuff. I'm not saying who, I'm not saying what, but she was on stuff. And she slammed her head against something and she was bleeding everywhere. And so one of my other friends was videotaping it rather than trying to help her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Because they're all on stuff. And then I was like, okay, okay, you stand against the wall. Stand against the wall because she was not standing. And I was like, stand against the wall. And she's like, okay. And so she's like laughing and there's like blood all over her teeth and like blood gushing from her nose and I'm like this is kind of creepy and she's like <laughs> that is a little and so I'm creepy. like cl- cleaning up her nose her nose stops bleeding I told her to wash out, wash out her mouth and then like her nose started bleeding again and I like fixed it and I was just like dude and then she walked into the thing the, we like walked her into her boyfriend and I was like yo dude her nose was bleeding if it starts bleeding and just shove some tissues up it'll be fine and he's like Okay. And then he hands her another can of White Claw. And I'm like, stop giving her drinks. It is late in the night. 
go to bed. And so she like opens it and she walks away going to the bed for their, their room. And I'm like, I mean, I'm glad. The next day she was like, oh my God, you saved my life. I'm like, I did not save your life, but I, I'm shocked that you're surv- you survived the night. Well, she's young. Like she can do shit like that. Like back in the day, we could do that stuff too, but not anymore. Mm. But I'm glad everybody was okay at the end because a lot of people were getting hurt and getting sick and it was just chaos yeah was... whereas most of the time i spent in the room watching mike and molly <laughs> reading my books she did. so i drank wine read my books it was it was a nice little like break yeah chill for you for me and partners we all got sick i don't even know how i got sick because my intentional plan was only to drink Saturday, Sunday. two days, Saturday, Sunday, and I end up drinking Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday. Well, not it Thursday. was hard. To... Not Thursday. You didn't drink Thursday. Yeah, we drank on a plane. I mean, a little bit, not like hardcore, like normal. Still drink. Drinks. I didn't want to drink at all, so that oh, okay. was my own stupid choice. But anyway, um, so yeah, it was fun times. All right, fun that's times. our update. It, we are going to go into the movie that we suggested, and I rewatched it again for like the twentieth time. Uh, do you remember what it is? No. We've seen it like five million times. Okay. The menu. The menu. You can find if you have not watched it yet. Definitely watch it. Um, it is on Hulu. It's on Max. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, most people do have Hulu. It is free on Hulu. That's how I've watched it five thousand times. But I guess you can read the. Wow! You my tell me to turn email. my phone off. Oh wait, I do need to turn mine off actually because I think I have it on Ring. Yes, I do. So. So, yeah, better get good reviews, damn it. I, I would like, throw this phone. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it should have got like 10 out of 10 and then 100%, but, you know, there's everybody is a critic. Evil so people matter. out there. So, we have The Menu. Came out in 2022, horror comedy. We have a 7.2 out of 10 on IMD Bizzle. Really? Mm hmm. That's it? Mm hmm. Oh. oh, excuse me. Uh, we have 88% on Rotten Potatoes. That's not bad. Uh, where to Watch, Hulu. I already said that. Popular, 10. 10, number 10. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, synopsis. Penis, be nigh. Is that it? No, there's more. <laughs> I can't click on it. Apparently that's it. No, because that's a comma. Why can't I click on this? Oh, my God. Why are There's you- more. It has a comma, so there's something after menu, but it won't let me click on it. No, just like read that because it's all what right. It is. Like it is what it is. Synopsis. I said penis benign. Say it again. I did. Uh, the film penned by Will Tracy and Seth Rhesus focuses on a young couple who visits visits an exclusive destination restaurant on a remote island where the acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu. And that's it. That does not finish. Okay. Well, that's the premise. We can it's fill in a little bit. Your phone sucks. Your phone fucking sucks. Shut up. Um, uh, no, that's it. You know, we can't really... Because if we say the rest, like, that's not the same as that. And we're going to give out too much. So, I mean, you can watch... like The, the menu is a 2022 American comedy horror film directed by... Mark Malode and written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. It stars an ensemble, a uh, cast of consisting of Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, Janet McTeer, Judith Light, and John Leguizamo. He's the famous. Luke is. Luke. I can't ever say his name. Sorry, dude. I, I love you. 
Um, it follows a foodie and his date traveling to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu but reveals shocking surprises throughout the meal. See, that's the rest of it. Thank you. Was okay. so hard? I should have had that one. It was on just Wikipedia, the next thing down. All right, anyway, this movie, I, I do have to say, I love it. I could probably watch it again now. Like, I'd be fine watching it again. You can watch it again. What do you mean you probably can? I'm just saying, like, it's it's interesting. I like food. I like watching fa- fancy people with food. So I love Chef Gordon Ramsay. So watching this movie is just like a little Gordon Ramsay except without death. I mean... <laughs> yeah my favorite my favorite part is this, i'm gonna reveal this but it's like not a big like issue really that this is when the turning point is i guess um uh the chef says oh you know what my favorite night it was tuesday because tuesday was taco night and in our taco house tuesday it was taco tuesday <laughs> and he's like so everybody's gonna get tortillas and shit and the the waitress or the like i want to say she's a maitre d because she kind of does everything mm-hmm. her name is elsa and she walks around and these guys are like what is this i'm not going to say what's on the tortillas but some shit's on the tortillas and she was like they are tortillas and <laughs> they are tortillas <laughs> like and she says it with an accent and the guys but, but what is this they are tortillas tortillas are muy delicioso <laughs> and then she walks away and i'm like well, she says what's on there, but yeah, and then to she them. like, but it was just that's her response the first two times, and they kind of like pry a little bit more, and then people start getting panicked and shit, and it's hilarious. And that's when it goes south. And then there's one girl who's not supposed to be there because you have to have two people to a table minimum. So two people to a table. You, there's no solo tables, and so he, the dude Tyler, who's the main character, who is Chris Holt. Mm. Because, like, the girl Margot keeps on saying, Tyler, you can't talk to me like that. Tyler, you can't talk to me like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. Well, but, I mean, he can't talk to her like that. But <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I, I like his Hey, ding dong, I'm the ones paying for it. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, true. I mean, she could walk away, but she couldn't technically. But, yeah, um, but she can't leave. And then, like, the chef gets obsessed with her. And I don't want to reveal anything else because, yeah, so like, that's stop. it. That, that's it. But I'm just saying it's a, like, it's a, it's a good movie. Definitely not child appropriate. There's not, like, anything bad in it. It's just. I'm sure children have seen worse movie than this. There's not a lot of cussing in it. There's some, but not a lot. There's, and like, there's a little gore, no but not, like, a lot. Stuff, so. No sex stuff. But, like, there's death. So you could probably watch it with your kids and they wouldn't really know what was happening. Yeah, they probably thought the guy was joking or people are joking. But, but they would get too bored and they'd probably fall asleep, to be honest. But no, well, Children, maybe. yes, not adults. Maybe, yeah. So what's your score? Obviously, you know what my score is. It's a 10. We both have 10. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Side note. I was going to say this earlier. This is my first alcoholic beverage since last weekend. That's why I'm struggling to drink it. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah. Last weekend was rough. Anywho. Uh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Super good movie. If you have not seen The Menu on Hulu and whatever else, watch it. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you are disappointed, tell us why. Yeah, I we won't it care Facebook. because it's still great. But what? What? I else? mean, we care. We care about people's opinions. Honestly, I should instead of because I had to cancel the the website because it was stupid expensive. Like I said last time, 
So what I'm probably going to do is I, I have a private Facebook group for people who are on Patreon who are not there yet. On Facebook, I am going to be just opening up to everybody who wants to join. Um, that way, it's just a free website. Mm-hmm. So there's no point for me paying for shit. Yay. Yay. Okay. So that's the movie. Definitely watch it. We're going to move on to our topic. Do you remember what the topic is? Chicken and grits and bacon grease? No. We only can talk so much about that, babe. I can talk a lot about that. No, I'm good. See, this is good peanut grease, yo. You're just a little bitch. Shutter home is gross. Shutter home. It's not. There's no H. Oh, there's not? I thought it was Shutter I thought home. so, too, until I saw it. Because it like, reminds recently. me of Shutter Island, and I'm like, like cool. I'm last dark. week, and I've always said Shutter home, and then I was like, wait, it's S-U-T-T-E-R. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't pay attention. Shutter home. All right, so today we are going to be talking about the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. Do not remember that. You were not born then, so I don't think you'll know remember it. No, I'm saying you saying that. Oh, we as a topic. Um, so I'm just going to go through my sites right now. Uh, I use Wikipedia, obviously, FBI.gov, LindberghKidnappingHoax.com, and PopularMechanics.com. So there, I'm just going to throw this out there just as a forewarning. There is a lot of ransom notes in this shit, so prepare yourselves to be hearing a lot of poorly written notes. <laughs> And me stumbling words. Same. All right, but let's let's just get into it. Uh, we have a few pages to get through today. Yeah. So we have we're going to start off with the family. We're just going to kind of go through the main cast of characters. Um, okay, Charles. One of the dogs growled. Take a shot. Two shots. Two shots. Uh, so the first person is we're going to talk about Charles Lindbergh. He's the Papa. Papa Bear. He Papa. Okay, so he was born on February 4th, 1902, and he died on August 26th of 1974. Uh, I was going to say he didn't live that long. 72 years. Oh. 1902 to 1974. Oh, I did not. I thought you said 1940-something. No. Uh, He was an American aviator and military officer. On May 20th through the 21st of 1927, he made the first nonstop flight from New York City to Paris, a distance of 3,600 miles, flying alone for 33.5 hours. Jeez Louise. So he was by himself. So he was like a big shot. Like, he was the shit. Everybody wanted to be his friend. He was famous. He was hot. Like, like the typical 1920s guy mm-hmm. um his aircraft the spirit of st louis was designed and built by the ryan airline company specifically to compete for the ortig prize for the first flight between two cities so it was specifically built for this thing and i don't think it was flown before so if it was fucked up he would have died because mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's been a lot of like uh was it emergency landings recently and it scares me <laughs> i mean emergency landings are betting than death and destruction so. true um so although not the first transatlantic flight it was the first solo flight transatlantic flight and the longest at the time by nearly two thousand miles so the longest transatlantic flight was only 1,600 miles. He beat that by over 2,000. So he was really fucking going for it. Mm-hmm. It became known as one of the most consequential flights in history and ushered in a new era of air transportation between par- parts of the globe. Sorry, I was going to say Paris of the globe, but that did not work. That works. Paris of the globe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Time magazine honored Lindbergh as its... First man of the year in 1928, President Herbert Hoover 
appointed him to the National Advisory Committee of Aeronautics in 1929, and he received the Congressional Globe Medal in 1930. Boom! I didn't fuck up any of that. Those were big words. Sorry, I got really excited. Wow, you got really excited. That's a I'm on a lot of medication. I've ever seen you since we've been together. Maybe I just need to be on medication to be here to read. Maybe. Because I didn't really. I only fucked up Paris in parts. Those are pretty easy words. You can shut right up. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to talk about Ann Spencer Morrow Lindbergh. She is the mama. Read number one. You read number one. I can read the whole thing and you just sit there and make faces. (laughs) I can just make faces and drink my wine very slowly. Uh, June 22nd, 1906, February, 2 February 7th, She was born, she was born on the first one, died on the second one. Well, that's not there, so. I know, but that's obvious what. She lived a very long time. Wait, can you read the dates again? June 22nd, 1906 to February 7th, 2001. Oh, damn, yeah. She lived almost 100 years. She was, she was 95 when she died. Uh, was an American writer and A.V. Aviatrix. 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 It's like a dominatrix, but with airplanes. You're a dominatrix. I wish. Uh, She was the wife of decorated pioneer aviator Charles Lindbergh, with whom she made many exploratory flights. Oh, they joined the Mile High Club. That was even a thing back then. I was thinking like exploratory, like they did butt stuff. Uh, Probably. Or that was the dirty part during those years in or their they life. they put their, like, toes in each other's butts. Does that, is that a thing? I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. She married Charles in 1929 and in 1930 became the first woman to receive a U.S. glider pilot license. So Look that's actually, that's, like, really, really important, too, because around the same time, Amelia, Ear- Amelia Earhart was around, too. So when she got that, uh, I think right after Amelia was trying to, I think, circumvent the globe. And she wanted to be the first woman to do that. And then and she disappeared. She she disappeared? Mm-hmm. Well, that should be one then. Do you want to do that next? <laughs> I mean, that she disappeared, so why wouldn't that be one? I mean, she is on the list. I just chose something else, but we can always wow. switch it out. Just fuck her, right? I mean, she was my like hero for the longest time. Wow. I searched for her. And you haven't even done her yet. I can't because she's dead. sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the early 1930s, she served as radio operator and co-pilot to Charles on multiple exploratory flights and aerial surveys. Look at me. I didn't fuck up anything. You're welcome. Are you done? Um, Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. So the next person in our story is Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr. He's the baby. He's my cousin. No. Um, he was born on June 22nd of 1930, who also was the mom's birthday, too. So he was born on his mom's birthday. That would piss me off if I had a baby on my birthday. I'd be like, no, bitch, I want my birthday to be special, not with you. Wade is here. Everybody take a shot. Get down. Get down. Oh, oh he's licking his face. Oh, ew, gross. Take two shots. Ew. He wanted some kisses. Okay, so here, this is what I wrote. Get down. Get down. So he was born on June 22nd, 1930. He was a baby. There isn't much to tell about him. Born on the same day as his mama. That's all I wrote because he's a baby. Like, what am I, what am I fo- supposed to fucking say? Everything. Like, his life. That's it. He was born. 
Did, did he die? We will find out. Oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> This is um, also the Lindbergh baby is very, um, what is it, Mandela effect? Uh, I'm just going to say it because if you don't know, you will know soon. The baby is dead. A lot of people thought he was found. Like rescued. Like mm. he was alive. So there's like the Mandela effect regarding this specific story, mm. which is apparently not true. And I thought the same thing before I like learned about it. All right. So we're going to move on to the main event. It's the kidnapping. So on March 1st of 1932, Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr. was kidnapped around 9 p.m. on, I said that, from the nursery on the second floor of the Lindbergh home near Hopewell, New Jersey. The child's absence was discovered and reported to his parents, who were then at home at approximately 10 p.m. by the child's nurse, Betty Gow. Gow. G-O-W, Gow. Gow then alerted Charles Lindbergh, who immediately went to the child's room, where he found a ransom note containing poor handwriting and grammar, in an envelope on the windowsill. Hmm. Read number two. Dear sir. Oh, no. Be stupid. Pretend to be stupid. Dear sir. <laughs> <laughs> Have $5,000 R-E-D-Y. Ready? I don't know. But that's not how you spell it. Right I know. You just read it. Read it poorly like it's written. Yeah, I did. R-E-D-Y. Okay. So everybody knows the spelling. Okay. Uh, $25,000 in $20 bills, $15,000 in $10 bills, and $10,000 in $5 bills. No period. After <laughs> two to four days, we will inform you where to deliver the money. No period. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Two to four business days or just general days? Just two to four days. I like the the space. I, I usually when there's a ransom note, it's like on this day, have it ready. Not two to four days. We'll get back to you. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you in a minute. Yeah, they, they're they're meaning business. Uh, we warn you for making. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Any ding public, or for notify the police. The child is in gut care. Good care. It's supposed to be good. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I thought that mean they're going to gut the child. but okay. He's in good care if they give him the money. Like It says making anything public or for notify the police. That, no, they, I think they mean they're going to kill the child, babe. Because they're saying if they well, no, do read anything the public. Of, just read the whole sentence again. I, I am. Making... We warn you for making anything or anything public or for notify the police the child is in gut care. It's supposed to be good. He's in good care. Like, don't notify the police. He's in good care. Okay. Well, they're idiots. Uh, Indication for all letters are signature and three holes. Whatever the fuck that means. So there's three for their signature. They're doing it three holes because they don't want to sign it because they don't want to give their name out. So they put it three like put, punch three holes in it. Or they can just fucking do whatever stupid ass scribble. Right. Is that it for number two? Uh, sure. Okay. After the Hopewell police were notified, <laughs> like don't notify the police. Yeah, don't notify <laughs> child in gut care. <laughs> After the Hopewell police were notified, the report was telephoned to the New Jersey State Police, who assured charge of the investigation. So during this time, any sort of kidnapping within the state was a state matter, not a federal matter. So 
will I don't will not learn about this later, but after this case, any kidnapping becomes a federal issue initially from the start, not just a state issue. Mm. So right now, everybody just in Jersey was looking for this kid and nobody else cared. So just throwing that out there. Okay, so uh, when the police searched the kidnapping scene, they found a few things. They had traces of mud were found on the floor of the nursery. Footprints impossible to measure were found under the nursery window. Uh, two sections of the ladder of a ladder had been used in reaching the window, and one of the two sections was split or broken where it joined to the other, indicating that the ladder had broken during the ascent or descent. Must have been a big person. There were no blood stains in or around the nursery, nor were there any fingerprints. So, just going back to the ladder, the ladder was created, was made. It wasn't a real ladder. It was made for the specific mm. thing. Um, and so, obviously, household uh, and estate employees were questioned and investigated. So, everybody in the, around the house questioned, obviously. On March 4th, so I think two days later, three days later, a man by the name of Gaston B. Means had a discussion with Evelyn Walsh McLean and told her that he would be of great importance in retrieving the Lindbergh baby. So this random dude, Gaston, um, was talking to this bitch, Evelyn, and you get to read number four. You get to hear what he says. You mean number three? Sure. Oh, yeah, number three. I fucked that up. Mm, Yeah, you did. Big time. Uh, Means told McLean, I was going to say McLaren. <laughs> uh, do you know what a McLaren is? Car? Uh, used to be one of the fastest like, cars, but now it's not. But it's still a sexy ass car. Aren't you proud of me? I'm smart. I am. I mean, you are smart, so I knew you were going to get it. Uh, that he could find these kidnappers because he was approached weeks before the abduction about participating in a big kidnapping. And he claimed that his friend was the kidnapper of the Lindbergh child. Well, that's so this cop. It's not a cop. Oh, it's It's just a a man uh, named pedestrian. Yeah. Gaston B. Means. Uh, He be mean. The following day, Means told McLean that he had made contact with the person who had the Lindbergh child. He then convinced Miss McLean uh, to give him $100,000 to obtain the child because the ransom money had doubled. So he's obviously in on it. Uh, McLean obliged, believing that Means really knew where the child was. I want to stop here. Okay, so... Evelyn Walsh has nothing to do with the baby. Like, she has nothing to do with the Lindbergh. She's just a random lady who wants to get the kid. Like, rescue the kid. She has just $100,000 laying around to rescue this fucking kid. That's McLean, though. No, yeah, Evelyn Walsh McLean. She is not related to the Lindberghs at all. She's not related to the baby. What the fuck? I thought she was a mom. No, that's Anna. Anne Lindbergh. So Charles Lindbergh and Ann Lindbergh are the mom and dad. Charles Lindbergh Jr. is the baby. So Chuck, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two people, Gaston B. Means and Evelyn Walsh, are just two random people. So she's obviously got money. So she she's like just, a socialite, I think, in New York or something. She can just be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you $100,000. Okay, so continue. 
she waited for the child's return every day until she finally asked Means for her money back. When he refused, Miss McLean reported him to the police and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison on embezzlement charges. Are these people fucking stupid? I mean, it's the 1920s. You don't really expect people to take advantage like that. No, I mean, but like, did he not think that she was going to report him like to the police? I mean, if he could keep her on the hook for long enough. But I guess she was smarter than oh he thought. Oh, my God. What is happening? No wonder people want to bomb us. Right. Is that it for four? Sure. Okay. You mean three. Three, sorry. Three. All right. So on March 6th of 1932, a second ransom note was received by Colonel Lindbergh, so daddy, um, which was postmarked Brooklyn, New York on March 4th. Uh, on March 4th. So two days later, he received this letter. And it reads as follows. Again, horribly spelling Horrible grammar. I'm just reading it as is, so you can feel my pain. Dear sir, we have warned you note to make anything public. Also notify the police. Now you have to take consequences. Means we will have to hold the baby until everything is quiet. We can note... (laughs) Everything is quiet. We Mm. can note make any appointments just now we know very well what it means to us it is really really spelled wrong necessary to make a world affair out of this or to get your baby back as soon as possible to settle those affairs in a quick way will be better for both (laughs) don't be afraid about the baby it's in gut care (laughs) keeping care of us day and night uh we is the baby keeping care of yeah, you baby caring for them <laughs> we also will feed him according to the diet we are interested to send him back in good gut care health gut there health go. gut health and ransom was made as for fifty thousand. but now we have to take another person to it and probably have to keep the baby for longer time as we expected so the amount not with a T, a D, will be 70000 20000 in $50 bills, 25000 in $20 bills, bill, 15000 in $10 bills, and then 10000 in $5 bills. Don't mark any bills or take them for one serial nomer. <laughs> we will form you late, later uh, where to deliver the money. M-O-N-Y. They have to be doing this on purpose to make it seem like... But we will note do so until the police is out of the case, spelled C-A-C-E. And the pappers are quiet. It's supposed to be papers. So it's P-A-P-P-E-R-S. I didn't know what that was supposed to mean. (laughs) The kidnapping we prepared in years, so we are prepared for everything. Every ding. Sure you are. So you prepared for years, but fig- didn't figure out how to spell shit. Yeah, didn't know how to spell <laughs> or write a complete sentence. Okay. A, a police conference was then called by the governor on, at Trenton, New York. Uh, not New York, New Jersey, which was attended by prosecuting officials, police authorities, and government representatives. Various theories and pol- policies of procedures were discussed. Private investigators also were employed by Lindbergh's attorney, Colonel Henry Beckenridge. So, 
Everybody got together. This was not going away. It was not going to be quiet, obviously, because it's Lindbergh because he was super famous. So on March 8th of 1932, seven days after the kidnapping, uh, the third ransom note was received by Colonel Lindbergh's attorney. The note requested... The note requested that a note was put in the newspaper from someone to act as an intermediary as the one appointed by the Lindberghs wouldn't be accepted. So the Lindberghs appointed somebody, but the people are like, no, I don't want him. I want somebody else. So you're going to put it in the paper and somebody's going to volunteer kind of thing. Weird. Mm-hmm. On the same date, Dr. John F. Condon, not condom, Condon, From Bronx, New York City, a retired school principal published in the Bronx Home News an offer to accept as a go-between and to pay for an additional $1,000 in ransom. So he was going to put up $1,000 extra of his own money to get the baby back. Look at these people. Look at these balling people. Next to $70,000 with an extra $1,000 is relief. Fuck, let us go back in a day and kidnap this kid. Jesus, probably do a better job of it. Uh, do, do, okay. On March 9th of 1932, the following day, the fourth ransom note was received by Dr. Condon. Read number four. Damn, they're just sending ransom notes left and right, aren't they? Right. Mr. Colonel Lindbergh. Hopewell. Where'd that come from? There's a Hopewell somewhere. I think the mom's name is Hopewell. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh no, no, no. Uh, Charles Lindbergh Hopewell. That was his full name, but we oh. just put Charles Lindbergh. Colonel Lindbergh Hopewell, dear sir. At least they said dear sir. Mr. Right. Condom may act as a go-between. You may give him the 70000 Make one packet. The size will be about. So he, they made a drawing on the yeah, piece of paper. drawing appeared. A, like a drawing of like how big they wanted the stack. <laughs> Uh, we have notified you already in what kind of bills we warn you not to set any trap with two peas in any way if you or someone else with no e will notify the police there with no e will be a further delay after we have the moaning with no e Again, they just they don't like ease, do they? Uh, in hand, we will tell you where to find your boy. Uh, you have you have a airplane ready with no a. At least they didn't. At least they got the e this time. Uh, it is about 150 miles away. No a. So now they're doing a's now. They're just leaving the a's off. They're, they just hate vowels. <laughs> oh, it's so great! This is entertaining. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should just sit here and read ransom notes that people have written that are terribly written. Oh my god, they like went from no E's and anything, now they're going to no A's. That's awesome. Great. Uh but before telling you uh the I guess that's supposed to be address. Mm-hmm. It's not the correct. How did you, how did they spell it? A D R period. Yeah, address. That's abbreviation for address. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I guess I'm an idiot then. No, that's back in the day. We don't use it around now, really. Yeah, how you do it? What's the abbreviation for it now? They don't have one. You just put the address. So if you were doing short for address, how would you do it? I do Addy, so I do A-D-D-Y. That, no, I would not know what that was. I probably would do A-D-R-E-S-S, which is just spelling it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, get out it's of like, here. no, oh, I would put probably, a, probably A-D-R. I'd probably do that. I didn't even know what that was. So apparently I don't do that. 
A delay of eight hours. They added an E. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, for which word? Hours. Oh, so. Yeah, eight is the number. uh, H-O-U-R-E-S. No, H-O-U-E-R-S. Holes. Holes. That's that's like how you spell it in French. H-U-E-R-S. Yeah, they're in Jersey, not France. They could have been foreign. Uh, we'll be between. So that was a fun little ransom note. All of them are fun. All of them. They are. All right. So on March 10th of 1932, Dr. Condon, or we're call him Dr. Condom, received yes. 70000 in cash as a ransom and immediately started negotiations by payment through newspaper columns using the code name Jaffsy. So his nickname was Jaffsy, or he used a code name Jaffsy. So I like how this guy comes up randomly from a newspaper to be like an outsider, like, the, the in between, and these people were like, "Oh yeah, you know," and he puts up his own thousand dollars to find this kid, and then he's gonna, and then these people who kidnapped the kid were like, "Yeah," so he's gonna be the go between, give him the money. What the fuck? That's weird. I guess like that was kind of common, a commonplace. Like you would never. Well, it's like at tournaments, like you would probably give, you know. Like the ring girl or someone outside of right. the competition. It's like a third party who has nothing to do with each other. But we find why that's a problem coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this one or later. Okay. So on March 12th of 1932, about 8.30 p.m., after receiving an anonymous telephone call, Dr. Condom received the fifth ransom note delivered by Joseph Perrone, a taxi drive taxi cab oh, driver. Well, I mean, I'm usually I'm used to just taxi driver or a cab driver but it's a taxi cab driver oh, who received up. It's okay. it from an unidentified stranger are you ready for the note well yeah there's like 13 ransom notes just a heads up okay all right <clears throat> we trust you but we will note come in your house h-a-u-s it is too danger even you can note know if police or secret services service S-E-R-V-I-S-E, not C-E, is watching you following, follow this instruction. Take a car and drive to the last subway station from Jerome Ave. Here, 100 feet from the last station on the left seed, S-E-I-D-E, supposed to be side. Oh, I was like, what that <laughs> fuck is supposed to be? Is an empty Frankfurter stand. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> With a big open pout porch around, and you will find a notesy. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be note in center S E N T E R of the porch underneath a stone. This notice. Oh, it's supposed to be notice. Mm. Notice. Notice. N O T I S E will tell you where to find us. U S S. U. U-S-S. Oh, my God. He's like a fucking chip. It <laughs> <laughs> is. Act accordingly after three quarter of a uh, horror. So H-O-U-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, be on the place. Bring Ma- Moni with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're doing a great job. Then guess what? what? On the same day, a six note was found. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Read they just f- like writing, huh? Re- terribly, yes. Read number five. Uh, the sixth note demanded that Dr. Condom 
Oh, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you actually spelled condom here, but no, it's still condom. Condom. Meet with the kidnapper. That's not how you spell kidnapper. At Woodland Woodlawn Cemetery, which is located near 233rd Street and Jerome Avenue. At the cemetery meeting, the man who called himself John discussed the payment of the ransom with Dr. Condom. John, also referred to as Cemetery John, agreed to give Dr. Condom evidence to prove he had the child. So So now the Cemetery John has a child? So they're thinking that Cemetery John is the person who kidnapped baby. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm at a loss for words, and I understand that they were trying to be secretive about it, but fucking condom went to the cemetery and met with this dude who was talking about it. He was discussing it and the ransom, and he gave the money to him. I'm like, there should have been police hiding out somewhere. 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 And then just, like, drop him. Like, shoot him in the shoulder or the leg so he couldn't get away, and then you could have questioned him. Like, mm-hmm. People are stupid. They did it great in the 1900s. During the next few days, Dr. Condom repeated his advertisements, urging further contact and starting his will, stating, sorry, stating his willingness to pay the ransom. On March 16th of 1932, a baby's sleeping suit as a token of identify, to identify. So they wanted to show that they actually had Mm. the baby. Uh, And I wouldn't believe that. Uh, you can easily go buy one of those. No, it it was... Just wait, listen. Uh, and a seven ransom note was received by Dr. Condom. The suit was identified by uh, dad, the dad, Lindbergh. Mm. So he, he saw it and he's like, yeah, that's my kid's sleeping suit. <clears throat> are you ready? Sure. Why these are so hard to read? Okay. Dear sir... Starts off these nice. days, yeah. Starts I off. I mean, nice. these they're pleasant. Dear they have sir. even they kidnap this kid and they still have manners, and we don't have any manners today. Mm-hmm. Shows you shows how things times have changed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, our O U E R man fail double L to collect the money. There are no more confidential conference after we meeting uh, from March twelfth. So this is March sixteenth. So it's four days later. Those arrangements to hazardous for us. No double S. We will note allow our man to confer in a way like before. No E. Con- uh, circumstance will note allow us to make a transfer like you wish. It is impossibly for us. Impossibly. <laughs> Why, W-Y, should S-H-U-L-D, we move the baby and face danger. To take another person to the place, P-L-A-S-E, is entirely out of question. It seems you are afraid we are the right party, and if the baby is all right, well, you have our signature. (laughs) The three holes. The three holes. It is also the same as the first one, specifically spelled... The specific, I don't even know how to say this because it's so spelled wrong. Speciali. <laughs> Speciali. <laughs> I already struggled with re- regular words that are spelled right. Why do you hor- yeah. like, torment me? Okay. Uh, uh, where did it go? Okay. Them three holes. 
Now we will send you the sleeping suit for, from the baby. Besides, it means $3 extra. No X. S. $3 extra ex- wow. expenses because we have to pay for another one. So they had to buy the baby a new one. Because they were like, so we expect $70,003. 70003 <laughs> Please. Please, P-L-E-A-C-E, tell Mrs. Lindbergh, note to worry the baby as well. Sure, the baby is. We only have to give him more food, as the diet says. Who gave a diet Yeah, what diet? You are willing to pay the 70,000 note, 50,000 without seeing the baby first, or note. So, you're... 70,000 note, not... Okay, so... They have to be, agree to pay the 70000 without seeing the baby first. Uh, no. <laughs> Let us know about that in the New York American. So that's a newspaper. Uh, we can't do it other ways uh, because we don't like to give up our safety. Safety. Yep. Place. P-L-A-S-E. To, or to move baby. If you are willing to accept this deal, put, put these in paper. I accept money is ready. Money. Money is ready. Money is ready. Our program is after eight hours we have the money received, we will notify you where to find the baby. If there is any trap with double P, <laughs> you will be responsible. They spelled that right. For what follows. I like how they spell that right, but not all the <laughs> Like all the other. Our. our like, lose the E, bro. Us. They put two S's. Like, USS. USS us. <laughs> All right. So Condon continued his advertisements. Then guess what happened on March 21st of 1932? They found a baby head. No. Oh. The eighth ransom note was Damn. received by Dr. Condon. I was Condon. so close. <laughs> All right. Read number six. I just like literally copy and pasted all these ransom notes because I thought they were fucking hilarious. They are. Again, very pleasantly. Dear sir. To whom it may With concern. a capital S, too. That's how you're supposed to do it. I don't. Well, well you're... Lowercase S. Cap, like, capital sir is if you're addressing someone. If it's a sper- specific person. It's like when you say Mrs. Selby. M is capitalized. Yeah, I do that. So I don't capitalize an S on sir, though. Fuck that, sir. Okay, whatever. Read it. Uh, you and Mr... Wait. What what do you mean, dear sir? You and Mister You and Mister Lindbergh. So he's he's writing to Condon. Condon is now the go between. He's not talking to oh. Lindbergh anymore. You and Mister Lindbergh now. O U E R. Our. Oh, that's supposed to be our. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, <laughs> that's what I just said. O U E R. Threw me way off. Know our program. If you don't accept DEN, D-E-N, we will wait until you agree with our deal. Uh, We know you have to come to us anyway. They did all that, right? Good job. Uh, But why should Mrs. and Mr. Lindbergh suffer longer as necessary? They did all that, right? And he's we, probably spelled the Limburg's names right too, and even though it's like fucked up with an extra H. No, he's been spelling it capital L. He's been spelling. Is there it an right. H at the end? Yeah, they've been spelling it. Maybe he copied it from the newspaper. 
Oh, is that, it's not supposed to be with an H? I like when I spell Lindbergh, I do it without the H. That's oh. just me, but I I know that's probably not. But they're accurate. probably like British or something. So I think Lindbergh is German. So yeah, they'll probably have an H, maybe. Um, let's see. Suffer longer as necessary. We will note. That's right. Communicate. Nope, well, it was not. Mind. It's supposed to be not. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, communicate with you or Mr. Lindbergh until you write so in the paper. We will tell you again. This kidnapping case, C-A-C-E, uh, was, but with an H in there. Uh, Wait, per- was? Yeah, How do you spell it? W-H-A-S. Oh. Was. <laughs> was. Kasi was <laughs> prepared for you. I like how the bigger words they can do it right, but all the small words that are easy, they're <laughs> fucking them all up. Oh, well, they, like those words don't actually matter. Like, actually, actually, um, actually, when, actually. When teaching English in Korea, we were teaching our kids the main words, like to get because they could skip the little baby ones. Like a cat, say, oh, cat went home. Instead of saying the cat went home, you say cat went home. It gets the main idea. People understand what you're saying. So that's probably well, how. Well, yeah. So they just need to completely not put them in there. Don't fucking misspell but them. But they're trying to be proper. And they're thinking well, they're you're doing, doing a very right. bad job. And then I want like an English teacher just like correcting it and then throwing it in the newspaper and being like, bitch, do better. Correction. <laughs> and there's like red all over it. And like <laughs> the little kidnapper's crying and he's like, like, fuck. Wait, wait. Now I'm scared. Did they get their grammar better? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, prepared for a year already, so the police won't have any look to find us. Luck. It says look. I know, but they're meaning luck. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I thought they meant luck. To find us. And the child you only... P-U-C-H. Every ding. Further out, Push. did you send that little package to Mr. Lindbergh? Question mark. It contains the sleeping suit. Pretty sure that should be two words. Mm-mm. Sleeping suit is one word. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I yeah, know you're right. Sleep should suit. be that's yeah, not. I've never seen sleeping suit as one word. I never seen sleeping suit to be honest. Ever. But, True. Well, but it should be one word. Uh, from the baby. Oh, they even capitalized the B. Look at that. It's then not a the next noun. sentence they put a lower B. <laughs> the baby is well, <laughs> Mr. Lindbergh. I like how they keep on reassuring them. The baby's okay. Uh, baby. He's on that diet that you told us. Yeah, about. <laughs> baby probably chopped. He's up on the already. Atkins diet. Like he's on that baby Atkins diet. He he drinks the cinnamon water every morning with the like cayenne pepper. The same one Beyonce's on. You know that one. <laughs> shitting, Mr. Lindbergh only wasting time with his search. Okay. Yeah. They're doing a great job. Top notch. We have like five more of those to go. <laughs> so on March 29th of 1932, Betty Gao, remember she's the nurse, the nanny, the Lindbergh nurse, which I just put there, found the infant's thumb guard. Do you know what a thumb guard is? To guard a thumb? Pretty much. Um, it's supposed to like help kids not chew on their thumb. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, I had to look it up because I was like, I thought that's what it was, but I wanted to be like be right. So I was. Um, worn at the time of the kidnapping near the entrance of the estate. So the baby lost his thumb guard as he was being kidnapped. Mm. On March 30th of 1932, guess what happened? They found the baby's thumb. No. 
The following day, the ninth ransom note was received <laughs> by Dr. So Condon. Uh, again, very polite. Dear sir. <laughs> With a capital S? With a capital S. Look at that. I always have to like exhale angrily because I have to read this and it hurts my brain. It is not necessary to furnish any code. You and Mr. Lindbergh know our, O-U-E-R, program very well. Programs, capital p we will keep the child in our save place. Placid. Safe place until we have the money. Oh, wait, they spell money right. Friendly. Oh, look at that. They're learning. In hand. But if the deal is not closed until the 8th of April, we ask for 30000 more. Also note 70000 to 100000 How can Mr. Lindbergh follow so many false clues? He says spelled that fucking right <laughs> he knows we are right party our signature is still the same as in the ransom note so they spell note right here but when they want to say not they put an e so it's note note yeah note note um but if mr Lindbergh likes to fool around for another month that's like a perfect sentence like right yeah, there right? <laughs> we can help it <laughs> I think someone's just like doing this on purpose. Once he has come to us anyway, but if he keeps on waiting, we will double our amount. Amount. <laughs> there is absolute no fear about the child. It is well. So there is fear. Got it. But it's like about. 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 All right. On April 1st, 1932, guess what happened? A baby toe was found. Stop guessing baby pieces. Am I right? No. Fuck. The 10th ransom note was received by Dr. Condom. Oh, so close. Read number seven. So close. There's going to be a baby something coming. Yeah, there is, but not yet. Because be we have like five more. Or an arm or a kneecap. Something. Just read number seven. You read number seven. Dear sir, have the money ready. Oh, they spelled ready right that time. By Saturday, but a capital S. Evening. Saturday is a capital. Yes. You're supposed to capitalize Saturday. I don't. It's a proper noun. I don't. Never. Uh, We will in four, in four, you where and how to deliver it. Have the money in one bundle. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure it's bundle spelled right. Yeah, it is spelled right. U-N-D-L-E. No, it's E-L. Oh, no. Uh, We want you to put it in a certain place with an S instead of a C in the certain. There is no... Oh, can't see that. Holy shit, this is a long one. Uh, Fear that somebody else will take it with no E. We watch everything. They spelled everything right there. Closely. This place, they added an E to it. So it's like palace almost, sort of. Not really, but. P-L-A-C-E. P-L-E-A-C-E. Please. Uh, please. So play, please let us know if you are agree and read. So they read, so they spelled please wrong, not place. Yeah, it's please. All right. I thought you were saying place. No, they spelled please wrong. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was thinking it was place, but yeah, it's please. They so it's in C instead of an S. Mm. Uh, let's see. If 
you put in the paper, yes, everything okay. O dot K dot. That's normal. Uh, it is very simple. Simple. Yeah, no, but it's not simple. Delivery, but we find out very sun if there is any trap. After eight hours, you get the ADR address for you for the boy on the plas place i guess you find two ladies there are they are innocents if it is too late we put it in the new york american for saturday morning put in new york journal okay so i wanted to i look like while you're reading that ransom note i want to look up okay o dot k dot it's an actual thing it is um OK's origin, or, origins are disputed. However, most modern references works hold that it originated around Boston, 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 as a part of a fad for abbreviations using the spellings in the late 1830s and originally stood for all correct, but it's supposed to be all correct. So O-L-L-K-O-C-C-E-C-T. So they're right. They spelled that right. How? Because, like, in Boston, and they spelled it wrong. So it was O-L-L, so all correct. K-O-R-R-E-C-T, so O-K. How is that? How is all correct equal O-K? So it's O-K. It's all correct. It's fine. All K. So if you say it's all O-K, then you're saying it's all, all O-K. It's all, all correct. Oh. Everything, all, everything is all O-K? All correct. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Condon replied by an ad in the press. On April 2nd of 1932, the 11th ransom note was delivered to Condom by an unidentified taxi driver who said he received it from an unknown man. Again, dear sir. Dear sir. Take a car and follow Treadmond Ave to the east until you reach the number 3225 East Tremont Ave. It is a nursery. Virgin Greenhouse Florist. There is a table stand. They spelled it wrong. S T A N D I G N. Outside, right by the door. You find a letter underneath the table, covered with <laughs> a stone. Read and follow instructions. Don't speak to anyone on the way. If there is a radio alarm for police car, we warn you we have same equipment. Have the money in. Let's say they spelled money right now. In one bundle, we give you three-fourth hour, so three-quarters an hour, so 45 minutes, to reach the place. They spelled place right. <clears throat> On the same day, Dr. Condom found the 12th ransom note under the stone in front of the greenhouse at 3225 East Tremont Ave, Bronx, New York. As instructed in the 11th note, we just summarize this because they didn't have a write-up. The twelfth note agreed on another meeting to concur occur that night. Condon again met whom he believed to be Cemetery John uh, to reduce the demand to fifty thousand. So they were getting greedy. They felt they were getting greedy. So they were like, "Ah, eh, it's fine, just fifty, fifty k." Jesus. All right. So this amount was handed to the stranger in exchange for a receipt and the thirteenth note. So you read number eight. <laughs> A receipt. So they like they get a receipt. I give you fifty thousand. Oh, here's your receipt for for the payment. Thank you for this lister. You know, give them a receipt. It's like fucking Walmart. Like, okay. 
the boy is on Bode Nelly. It is a small it's boat. Supposed to be boat. Oh, it's supposed to be boat. Mm. Okay. Uh, twenty-eight feet long. Two person are on the boat. <laughs> the the are innocent. <laughs> Just the way I said it. I n n o s e n t. You will find the boat between horse neck. So how can you fucking spell horse neck but you can't fell sp- <clears throat> You can't fell spoke. <laughs> Read all this shit is fucking me up now. <laughs> you can't spell boat. Okay. <laughs> but the oh, thing is, horse man. neck is a location, so he probably looked it up on a map and he was like, all right, got I'm it. I'm pretty sure they know how to fucking use a map. I think they uh, do. Let's see. Horse neck, beach, and gay head near Elizabeth Island. All that was right, but they can't spell boat or boat. innocent. 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 <laughs> On May 12th, 1932. Wait, I ain't done oh, you're yet, done? ma'am. I thought you were done. You stopped I thought talking. I was too. <clears throat> okay, so translation. Containing instructions to the effect that the kidnapped child could be found on a boat named Nellie. So even spelled Nelly wrong because it's N E L L I E. So how we spell our cat's name? Yes, near Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. The following day, an unsuccessful search for the baby was made near Martha's Vineyard. The search was later repeated. Uh, repeated. Doctor Condom was positive that he would recognize John or Cemetery John. That I just added that myself. Mm-hmm. If he ever saw him again. Okay. Now I'm done. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You knew I was going to do that. I knew you were, so I'm just like waiting for you to stop fucking around. It's like what you did today at the store. You were trying to throw me soda, and I was like, oh. and you're like, oh, you're ready for that. I was like, you probably would have done it. And you're like, probably. And you started crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on May 12th of 1932, guess what happened? A baby heel was cut off and sent. Closer. Toe. Nope. Finger. The body of the kidnapped baby was accidentally found. Oh, damn. The whole body. Whole body. Partly buried and badly decomposed about four and a half miles southeast of the Lindbergh home. So oh, it was shit. never really taken far. Fuck no. 45 feet from the highway near Mount Rose, New Jersey in Mercer County. The discovery was made by William Allen, an assistant on a truck driven by Orville Wilson. So the reason you want to know why he found it, they pulled over the truck. He had to go pee and he went into the forest to go pee and he found the baby's body. Wow. What luck. Not luck. I mean, t- terrible, terribleness. But yeah. the head was. I mean, good thing you found a baby, though. Right. But this is terrible. The head was crushed. There was a hole in the skull and some of the body members were missing. So like piece of, of his like arms and legs were gone. So I've been right this whole time. But they were not sent to the family. Yeah, not sent to the family, though. <laughs> the body was positively identified and cremated at Trenton, New Jersey on Mar- May 13th, um, so a day later, 1932. The coroner's examination showed that the child had been dead for about two months. Oh, yeah. So he was... As soon as they... Yeah, as soon as they kidnapped him, he, he was dead. And that death was caused by a blow to the head. Jesus. How can someone murder an infant? 
Well, they probably didn't try to. I wonder if they accidentally did it. So I'm thinking, my my speculation is that they were kidnapping the baby. Baby was asleep. Just fine. They got down the like ladder and they started running and then it started crying. And they didn't want anybody to hear it, so they hit it in the head. Or maybe they dropped it. Or that. If you don't have a baby, it's like, I would just drop children everywhere. So... That probably like every time I see someone holding an infant, I was like, I would probably drop that child. Not purposely, but just like you fumble the baby and it just, you know. I drop so many things every day. Exactly. Like I drop shit all the time. Do not trust me with your children. A, I will not hold your kid. I don't want to. Don't offer it. Because if I drop the kid, it's going to be on me. So I do not want to hold anyone's children. Fuck off. Okay. So let's move on to the investigation. So on June 1932, so a month later. Officials began to suspect that the crime had been penetrated by someone the Lindberghs knew. Suspicion fell upon Violet Sharp, a British household servant at the Moreau house who had given contradictory information regarding her whereabouts on the night of the kidnapping. Read number nine. No more ransom notes, folks. That makes me sad. I know, right? Just a little bit. It was reported that she appeared nervous and suspicious when questioned. She died by suicide on June 20, 1932, by ingesting a silver polish that contained cyanide just before being questioned for the fourth time. Her alibi later confirmed, and police were criticized for heavy-handedness. So they were just very aggressive with her saying you killed him blah 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 like it's hard so are you done yeah okay condom was also questioned so dr condom Mm -hmm. by police and his home search but nothing incriminating was found charles Lindbergh stood by condom during this time condom remained unofficially involved in the case to the public he had become a suspect and in some circles was vilified for the next two years, he visited police departments and pledged to find the cemetery, John. Condom's actions regarding the case were increasingly flamboyant. What does flamboyant mean? Like out there. Like, you Every know. Every time I hear that word, I think of something else. Okay, so I know what you're thinking about. When no hate to all of our gay friends, but when you're a flamboyant gay, you're just like, yeah, hey like guys, out, okay, yeah, kind of like there. that. Like you're okay. really out there. That makes sense. Love you all. I've had those friends. Love you. No hate. It's just easier to explain, <laughs> like, because that's where it's usually that's, addressed. Yeah, that's where, yeah. Okay, so with condom being flamboyant, it was more so being out there about shit, like associated with the case. Mm-hmm. On one occasion, while riding a city bus, Condom claimed that he saw a suspect on the street and announced his secret identity, ordered the bus to stop. He started, startled the driver, the startled driver complied, and Condom darted from the bus, although his target eluded him. So, apparently... He thought he saw Cemetery John? He thought he did. But Condom was apparently trying to, what is it, uh, 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 uh... be, like hide himself have a secret identity and so he he says i am dr condom i'm gonna find the guy and he's right there Get up, stop the bus mm-hmm. bullshit okay then condom's actions were also criticized and exploitive when he agreed to appear in a vaudeville act regarding the kidnapping so vaudeville is like snl mm. okay so he agreed to be on that 
The investigators who were working on the case were soon at a standstill. There were no developments and little evidence of any sort. So police turned their attention to tracking the ransom payments. So the payments were went out. So the money was there. They just had to figure out where it was. I don't know why they didn't do that the first place, yeah, but first whatever. Place. Read number 10. You read number 10. Uh, a pamphlet was prepared with the serial numbers on the ransom bills and two and 250,000 copies were distri- distributed dis- distributed distributed Jesus say pistachio I hate you <laughs> pistachio ha ah, there you go <laughs> had to think about it wait no, uh, I'd like to do the story okay so we were eating breakfast and he was looking at the name of the ice cream pistachio ice cream well i was looking at all the names and then i got to that one last and he's like i've never seen it written down and he couldn't say it you would say pistachio but i kept putting an l pistachio i was saying it all sorts of and it was like, like, like pistachio pistachio still said it wrong it was funny pistachio pistachio now it's right Piss. And I have seen it because I had almost fucked up again. <laughs> pistachio nuts on the plane. You had pistachio the, nuts on the so plane. So I've seen it written out, but for some reason, that no. writing, maybe they had it spelled wrong. Or was it right? I didn't, I didn't look at the name. I just thought it was funny that Good you Good thing you didn't because it probably would have fucked you up too. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Do not throw shit at me. I will hit you. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Number nine? No, ten. Uh, a pamphlet was prepared with the serial numbers on the ransom bills, and 250,000 copies were distributed to businesses, mainly in New York City. A. A few of the ransom bills appeared in scattered locations, some as far away as Chicago and Indianapolis, but those, but those spinning the bills were never found. Yeah. By a presidential or... Oh, B. By a presidential order, all gold certificates were to be exchanged for other bills by May 1st, 1933. C, a few days after a deadline, uh, a man brought 2980 to a Manhattan bank to exchange. It was later realized uh, the bills were from the ransom. He had given his name as J.J. Faulkner. Of 537 West 149th Street. Why I got to put his fucking address? Uh, they just did No one named Faulkner lived at that address. And Jane Faulkner, who lived there 20 years earlier, denied involvement. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, during a 30-month period, a number of the ransom bills were spent throughout New York City. You already explained that. They were found all over. Detective realized that many of the bills were spent were being spent along the route of the Lexington Avenue subway, which connected the Bronx with the rest, uh, the east side of Manhattan, including a German-Austrian neighborhood of Yorkville. So all of these bills that were being found were on a line. Like, it was not elsewhere. So it was just, like, very, oh, little shops here, little shop here, little shop here. It was just... They had a place where they shopped at. Sure. Um, okay, so on September 18th of 1934, a Manhattan bank teller noticed a gold certificate from the ransom, a New York license plate number 4U1341NY. He penciled in the bill's margin, allowed it to be traced to a nearby gas station. Smart bank teller. 
The station manager had written down the license plate number because his customer was acting suspicious as was and was possibly a counterfeit. So he was like, yeah, you, you creepy. I'll take your money, but nah, it's not real. So he wrote it down. Uh, the license plate belonged to a sedan owned by Richard Hopton, Hoptman, a.k.a. Bruno Richard Hoptman of 1279 East 222nd Street in the Bronx. An immigrant with a criminal record in Germany. Mm. When Hauptmann was arrested, I'm just going to call him Hop because it's hard. Hop. To, yeah. Hop. When Hop was arrested, he was carrying a single $20 gold certificate and over 14000 of the ransom money was found in his garage. What's up with this gold certificate oh, shit? Gold, back in the day, like there was different types of money. There was like gold certificates. Like I even have silver doll, like silver certificates. Like I have silver like. Back in the day, they were used as money, but it's not technically money. It could be traded in for money. Mm -hmm. So that's what the president was saying. By this date, all gold certificates need to be transferred into real dollars. So they were trying to eradicate all the bills so that they could find the person who kidnapped the baby and killed him. Mm. So, like, these certificates is just different types of money. So it's like all over Europe, there's, like, the franc, the euro... The pound, like, there's different types, and you can change it in for euros to be widely, like, used everywhere. Mm -hmm. Same with gold certificates, kind of. So it's like a money order type thing? Cash? Sure. It, it, it's all cash. It can be used as cash. But it's just, it's different. It's, it's just different types of cash. So, like, we have coins, coins and dollar bills. That Those are different, but they can be used as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you my silver certificate sometime. Um, where was I? Hopman was Hop was arrested, interrogated, and beaten at least once throughout the following day and night. Hop stated that the money and other items had been left with him by his friend and former business partner, Is Isidore Fish. I like the name Isidore. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Though. All right, read number eleven. Hop stated he... No, wait. Oops. Fish had died on March 29, 1934, shortly after returning to Germany. Hop stated he learned only after Fish's death that the shoebox that was left with him contained a considerable sum of money. He kept the money because he claimed that it was owed to him for a business deal that he and Fish had made, which was kidnapping the baby and... Sadly, killing the baby, obviously. <laughs> uh, Hop consistent, uh, consistently denied any connection to the crime or knowledge that the money in his house was from the ransom. Bullshit. All right. Well, we, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. When the police searched Hop's home, excuse me, uh, they found a considerable amount of additional evidence that linked him to the crime. Boom. What item was a notebook that contained a sketch of the construction of a ladder similar to that which was found in the Limburg home in March 1932? John Condom's phone telephone number, along with his address, were discovered written on a closet wall in the house. Boom. A key piece of evidence, a section of wood was discovered in the attic of the home. After being examined by an expert, it was determined to be the exact match in the of the wood to the wood used in the construction of the ladder found in the scene of the crime. Boom. But remember, fish would live there too. So it could have been fish. Could have been. 
All right. But there's no way that this guy is doing all this shit and his business partner does not know. Maybe, maybe not. Like, you you see what you want to see. Like, if, like, you know those women who don't believe, like, have you seen the movie The Other Woman with, like, Cameron Diaz and shit? Well, the woman has a husband who goes in the city all the time, does meetings, which is what he's doing. But then afterwards, he goes and meets Cameron Diaz like because he's a side piece and then he has another side piece and none of them knew about each other and so it's just like you see what you want to see mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of that not saying that they were lovers Three or feet, lay down take a sh- double shot guys lay down stop scratching at the bed before you break it all right so on September, september 24th of 1934 hop was indicted in the bronx for extorting the fifty thousand ransom from the from charles Lindbergh. so he got arrested only for the extortion the hop Top, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, read number 12. October 8th, 1934. Hop was indicted in New Jersey for the murder of Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr. Or Charlie Jr. Two days later, he was sur- he was surrendered to New Jersey authorities by New York Governor Herbert H. Lehman. Lehman. He faced charges directly related to the kidnapping and murder of the child. Hop was charged with capital murder. I think that's a top, isn't it? I think so. I think this is the capital. Ah, fuck it. Fuck if I know. I don't know. I think I think that's the top. Um, the trial was held at the Hunterdon County Courthouse in Flemington, New Jersey, and was soon dubbed the trial of the century. Reporters swarmed the town and every hotel was booked. Jesus, people. Well, I mean, Judge he Thomas was... Whitaker tra- trench, Trenchard presided <laughs> over the trial. All right, but you have to remember, Charles Lindbergh was like Brad Pitt of that time. Like, he was the hot guy. Like, or what's Thor's name? Chris. Chris Hemsworth. I always mix Evans and Hemsworth. Like he's the... why they look nothing. I know alike. they don't. It's just there's so many Chris's. Get a different name. Oh yeah, I just put those together. Pratt, Evans, Hemsworth, like Chris Pratt. Pratt, 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 Pratt. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Lightning Lord or whatever. Space Star Lord. Lord? I was close. Jesus. <laughs> I have not officially watched. I have not officially watched it. I keep on falling asleep. Okay. The evidence against him. So we're going to talk about the evidence against him. We did talk about some of the stuff they found on site, but we're just going to get into it. So 20000 of the ransom money found in his garage and testimony alleging that he his handwriting and spelling were similar to those of the ransom notes. Because mm-hmm. he, remember, he's a, a German immigrant. Mm-hmm. He's not going to spell well. Exactly. So it, it, he wasn't... And this stu- is hop, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is not saying that he's stupid. It was just saying he's from a different country. Yeah, he and he's smart know. enough to learn two languages and write in both, whether they're written well or not. Write decently. Um, eight handwriting experts, including Albert S. Osborne, pointed out similarities between the ransom notes and Hop's writing specimens. Photographs demonstrating that part of the wood from the ladder matched a plank from the floor of Hop's attic. The type of wood, the direction of the tree growth, the milling pattern, the inside and outside surface of the wood, and the grain on both sides were identical. And four oddly placed nail holes lined up with the nail holes in Joyce in Hop's attic. Mm -hmm. So, 
obviously the ladder came from his house. All right. Condoms, address, and telephone number were written in the pencil on the cl- on the closet door. We already know that. In Hopman's uh, Hop's house, um, and Hop told police that he had written condoms' address. So this is what he said: "I must have read it in the paper about the story. I was a little bit interested in keep a little bit of record of it, and maybe I was just on the closet and was reading the paper and put it down the address. I can't give you an explanation about the telephone number." <laughs> So, did you hear any of that? I did, sort of. No, you didn't. Put him down. Hey, keeps calling. I think he needs to use a restroom or something. Get down, boy. Wait, get down. Get down. Get down. Go lay down. We're almost done. Go. Go. All right. So, in in like in essence, what he's saying is, I I was just interested in the story. I wrote down just in case I needed it later to like write a letter or something. And he didn't know why he wrote the phone number down. Sure. A sketch that represented a ladder was found in one of Hop's notebooks. Hop said this picture and other sketches were in were the work of his child, of a child. Despite not having an obvious source of earned income, Hop had bought a $400 radio, approximate, uh, approximately equivalent to $8,750 in 2022. Damn. Ballin'. And spent, sent his wife on a trip to Germany. Bye, bitch. <laughs> All right. Hop was identified as the man to whom the ransom money was delivered. So Condom said that was him. Um, other witnesses testified that Hop, who had spent some of the Lindbergh Gold certificates, that he had been seen in the area of the state in East Amwell, Armwell, uh, New Jersey, near Hopewell, on the day of the kidnapping, and that he had been absent from work on the day of the ransom payment and had quit his job two days later. Mm-hmm. Hop never sought another job afterwards, yet continued to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Breed number 13. Yeah, that motherfucking lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the defense. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun! Holy shit. Uh, Hop denied being guilty, insisting that the box of gold certificates had been left in his garage by a friend. Isidore Fisher. Fisher. It's not Fisher. There's no ER. Oh, Fisher. Who had returned to Germany in December 1933 and died there in March 1934. Hop said that he had one day. Hop said that he had one day found a shoebox left behind by Fish, which uh, Hop had stored at the top of his shelf in his kitchen broom closet his kitchen's broom closet kitchen broom closet later so the something like our pantry pantry there we go uh which hop had stored at the oh fuck we already said that i already said that later discovering the money which he later found found to be almost forty thousand, approximately equivalent to six hundred eighty thousand in 2022 that's crazy the fucking difference now mm-hmm Inflation sucks. Uh, Hop said that because Fish had owed him about 7,500 in business funds, uh, Hop had kept the money for himself and had lived on it since January 1934. The defense called Hop's wife, Anna. Ann. Ann's mom's name. No, it's Anna. Isn't Lindbergh Anna too? Ann Spencer. I just said Ann. Oh, that's Ann. Okay, never mind. Um... To corroborate, 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 
whatever. <laughs> the fish story. On cross-examination, she admitted that while she hung her apron every day on the hook higher than the top shelf, she could remember she could not remember seeing any shoebox there. In his closing summation, uh, Riley, Re, Reilly, Riley argued that the evidence against Hop was entirely circumstantial because no reliable witness had placed Hop at the scene of the crime nor were his fingerprints found on the ladder on the ransom notes or anywhere in a nursery. So the thing I want to bring up about the wife hanging her apron, I like, I can understand where she was like, I, I never noticed it, but it could have been there. Yeah. Like if you're not paying attention yeah, to you're something, not, you're, you're not going to see it. You're doing the activity that you're doing. I like, if I'm just hanging out my apron and I'm going to go like, go to the living room, I'm not going to be like looking around and be like, Oh yeah. Like you're just going to hang up your apron and go like, you're not going to be looking at the top shelf where the yeah. shoe box is. You're going to be so, looking where you're hanging. I your feel apron. like that's just circumstantial and it's not like relevant to the case, but it's just me. On February 13th of 1935, the jury returned a verdict Hopman was guilty of murder in the first degree. The sentence, death. The defense appealed. On October 9th of 1935, so from February to October, Supreme Court of New Jersey upheld the verdict of the lower court. So they were like, yeah, sure, he dies. Uh, on December 9th of 1935, Hop, uh, Hop's appeal was denied. They were like, bitch, no. Uh, and then January, of uh, January 17th of 1936, Hopman was... Uh, to be electrocuted. That's a sucky way to go. Mm. However, on this day, the governor of the state of New Jersey granted a 30-day reprieve. And on January 17th of 1936, Hop was resentenced to be electrocuted during the week of March 30th of 1936. March 30th of 1936, the parting court of the state of New Jersey denied Hop's petition for clemency. On, on April 3rd of 1936, at 8.37 p.m., Bruno Richard Hopman was electrocuted. Mm. I mean, just, just give him the injection, dude. Just do it. I mean, if he had anything to do with the killing of that baby, he needs to be electrocuted. So this is where we're going to get into theories. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of people believe that actually he did it. Because he was just like, I didn't, I really didn't do it. Like... There was another dude who lived there with him. He could have done it. There's no proof because he died. Mm-hmm. But all the proof was in the location. He that supposedly died when he went to Germany. He like, did. They have they like they found like his death certificate in Germany. Mm-hmm. Like he's dead. So it's just it's like a he said she said situation. So it's like unfortunate that he was put to death because there's no real evidence. It's just evidence in his house which he shared with his friend. So Fish lived there as well. Yes. It was his roommate with his wife. I kind of find that super fishy that this friend kidnaps a child, kills the child, writes all these ransom notes. The thing is, he was also a German immigrant. So they were they were friends. So they knew each other. Exactly. They're friends. So they had to talk to each other. But the thing is, the thing of difference was uh, Hop had a job. Isidore didn't. He was poor and he had bills and he had debt collectors on him so what would be the best way to solve that problem kidnap a child of one of the most influential people of the time but they're also yeah but he had to have help kidnapping a child he didn't do it by himself well he obviously killed the kid on the way back so it doesn't really matter but 
It's just like he he could have not known it. And then he literally found a shoebox full of money. And he's like, well, he did owe me 7500 Like, might as well take it. Like, he died. Like, he's not going to get it back. He doesn't have any family. And then if he goes to Germany, why didn't he take the money? I couldn't tell you. That's a good question. That is a very good question. Like, if he was, if he knew he was maybe going it was back like, to Germany. Maybe it was a fast trip. Like, he was just going to go there and come back. But then something happened while he was there. Like, maybe he got sick. That's why he died. Because these guys are, like, only 40s, 50s. Not, like, super old. It, it doesn't matter if I'm going to go somewhere super quick and come back. Especially if I just kidnapped, but like, a high-profile kid and if killed the kid, I would take the fucking money with me. I don't know how customs were back then, but I feel like if you had a shoebox full of fucking money related to a child's <laughs> abduction, you're not going to be taking that with you. There's no bank accounts back then? Not for gold certificates. But I thought they... So they got all the money in gold certificates? Pretty much. I thought it was supposed to be like 20,000 and 20s. Those are different types of gold certificates. I don't know. I Don't ask me questions like that. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you show up to a boat and they're like, oh, we need to search your bag. You're going to be like, oh, what's this money? Oh, I pulled it from my bank account. And they're like, bitch, this is the same money that like the numbers are the same for the fucking kidnapping. They don't take it all. Take like half of it. Or yeah, something. but they're still going to question it and they're probably not going to let you go to Germany. So that's my thought. Continuing. So, but what, but was that really what happened? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay. So just a reminder, Charles Lindbergh had fame like no other in 1932, known as Lucky Lindy for piloting the first solo transatlantic flight. Five years prior, Lindbergh's feats and personality kept the world fascination trained on him and his socialite wife, Anne Moreau Lindbergh. Okay. So he was famous. Famous, famous. Mm-hmm. Okay. So theory number one. This one I like. Nobody's going to like it, but every, I like it. Now, almost 92 years later, Lisa Perlman, a retired judge and true crime author, is putting forth a fresh theory about the circumstances surrounding the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. And it doesn't center on Hopman. 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 Uh, it points the finger directly at... The dad. Charles Lindbergh. My theory is that the child was operated on, Perlman said. We think at the very least that his keratid and probably his thyroid were taken out and kept viable for 30 days. We think he died on the operating table. Perlman is basing her theory on medical reports from the case and papers written by both Charles Lindbergh and French biologist Alexis Carroll. The author believes Lindbergh spent his 20, sent his 20-month-year-old to Carol for speculative operations that ended up killing the child. So the theory goes that Lindbergh, who was a prominent eugenics. Do you know what that is? No. He is prominent of eugenics. The science of promoting desirable qualities in the human race. So very Hitler-y. Uh, the dad was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he wants pro- perfect race. He wants perfect children. His child, he I think he had polio, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Um, or some disease. He has some, if it's not polio, it's something else. Like I remember like reading about it and saying that the kid was sick constantly. And he was like, that's not my kid. (laughs) Like, fuck Mm. it. So, um, this is kind of where it comes in. Uh, usually through some kind of controlled breeding. So a lot of times this was family breeding with family, like the Egyptians, they would try to keep the race pure. 
may have been working with Carol to use the sickly baby as a guinea pig. The operations may have been some sort of experiment in a forbidden field of organ transplant. The kidnapping and ransom then was a cover-up for the operating table turned murder. I think Carol conducted the operation with Lindbergh's permission, and Lindbergh was likely present at the operation, Perlman says. When the operation sacrificed the child, Lindbergh needed a plan B. And in the 1930s, kidnappings for a ransom were basically commonplace. And with roughly 3,000 a year occurring in the U.S. alone, concocting a ransom-related kidnapping story was plausible, far more than experimental operations gone awry, at least. Hmm. That's like a... a and then I mean, it was yeah, easy. we didn't know all that other stuff, so yeah. So it was easy to go that route with that, and I like that theory because this child's only a baby, so he's twenty months old, barely one, almost two. Mm-hmm. So he's fucked up. The kid's gonna grow up fucked up, in the nicest terms possible. But he's like, nah, we're gonna fix it now, so he doesn't grow up fucked up because I cannot have that child in the spotlight with me so yeah i mean it's a theory so read number 14 let's see theory number 50 there is a theory that claimed Lindbergh killed his own son while horsing around and then buried the child in a shallow grave in order to cover up the accident he inverted the kidnapping this theory requires a minimum number of five conspirators look at me uh perhaps many more it also argued that hop uh was railroaded by a zealous justice system Mm -hmm. in his in its mad pursuit to close the sensational case which still happens today okay so pretty much Lindbergh did it he was just fucking around with his kid he was playing with him and then he fell or something and bumped his head kids heads are soft Mm-hmm. shit happens um, instead of just being like oh fuck it was an accident he was like I'm gonna bury it I'm gonna act like it's a ransom and it was easy to pin it on this dude because possibly possibly he just was like here's money take it he could have just handed it to any poor person on the street and it was just Hopman. Mm-hmm. and the guy was like don't say who you got it from if you do I'll find you and kill you kind of thing and so he kept his mouth shut he kept his end of the deal he just got arrested and then ex- electrocuted yeah. That's like, a, like everything is so plausible in my brain right now. I mean, like, the first series, Hopman totally just did it with Isidore, Fisher, Fish, whatever. And it well, was now saying all that back stuff, like that the kid was sick and this and that, like, now, yeah, I feel that Lindbergh did it. So. Okay. So, theory number three, this is the most kind of far fetched. Um, and it's short, so we are going to finish after this. The most likely culprit was Anne Moreau Lindbergh's older sister, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, you bitch. Uh, Elizabeth was was crazed and jealous over her loss of a... What the fuck? Crazed with jealousy over her loss of the lone eagle to her younger sister, killed the baby in a fit of rage. So, lone eagle is a flame. Mm. Okay, that was a weird sentence. Sorry, folks. So she killed the baby in rage. She's like, you stole my plane. I'm going to steal your baby and murder it. But in order to avoid family scandal, Lindbergh covered up the murder. Elizabeth died about a year later. Oh, so she did die? 
Yeah, she did die. Like, yeah. Like, everybody who could have a plausible... I like how Fisk was supposedly involved. He died. Hop, who was supposedly involved, or the money was at his house, he died. The sister, who was supposedly involved, she died. How did they die, though? Exactly. Ah, It's the conspiracies! Like, I'm pretty sure... Because if they're living together, Hop and Fish, like... If Fish, like, had any type of illness going on, I'm sure Hop would know about it. And then all of a sudden going to Germany, and as soon as he gets to Germany, he just dies? Not just dies. He arrived in December and died in May. Yeah, that seems a little... like six months later. He could have gotten something there. I'm just saying. 1920s. Or Lindbergh, like, maybe new people in Germany was like, hey, this guy Fisk... Took another transatlantic flight to Went over there. (laughs) Can you... uh, you know, for me, thanks. So, in my opinion, I really like theory one where uh, Lindbergh wasn't so, not such a nice guy. He was a dick and he wanted a perfect race. Most so. rich people are or famous people. So Yeah, so. I think one or two could easily be either one yeah. of them. But if that's the case, that means Hop was electrocuted for no reason. And Pretty now much. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. So we, we will never know. Like, we will never know. This is another thing that I wish we can go back in time right? and see. Or just tell the truth. What the fuck happened? I don't know. There's so many avenues. Imagine There's... if we can go back in time and, like, find out what actually happened and then, like, get the real people that did the shit, like, in trouble. I wonder how much of a butterfly effect would happen. Like, what would be changed now? I don't know. Like, music. Like, that would be... That would be freaking pretty interesting. Or... Because it's like the movie that I love so much. That's my favorite movie. The Old Guard. Mm. Like, they were they can't there change. for 2,000 yeah. years. And they saved... Every time they saved a person, it like that person went and did good. Like, mm-hmm. one person like became the president. But it was like a good president. The other person like made a vaccine that saved a bunch of people. It was just like... They did something and it's just like trickled down and it change history basically what i suggest doing instead of doing the change effect because we don't know what it would do now since we're so far in the future go back in time learn what happened write a book about it and become famous boom yeah but then they'll be like oh how the fuck did you like learn about this and they'll be questioning it and be like oh we have a time machine and then we're fucked because they're gonna want to we can sell our time machine but then that would be very bad it's like deadpool it. when they gave him that fucking uh that that whatever device yeah, from the, the device. future guy and they're like what have we done <laughs> <laughs> but i'm serious like that's like that's a question like the theory there's there's oh, like there's other theories but those are the top three that i like kind of felt more plausible hop than one two and three on the side i feel i kind of feel bad now because it was like if hop really didn't do it he, but it's just like but the thing is he held his innocence through the entire time like he was like i didn't do it i really didn't do it but my question is i'm thinking that in the first theory or the second theory or whatever somebody he needed five conspirators so he could have hired Isidore to help him and so he's like I need you to make a ladder out of wood and so he's living in Hop's house and he's like okay the only what I have access to is in the attic so I'm gonna take it from there and do it and then he's paying him a large sum and then he constructed like Lindbergh himself constructed this uh, ransom shit Mm -hmm. and 
Isidore literally left some money there because it wasn't. It was only what forty thousand. It was forty thousand. Forty thousand. So it was ten thousand dollars. But it was like that other ten thousand was spread fucking so, everywhere. But he was still he was still in the area during that time. So he could have been Cemetery John. We did. We don't know what he looks like. He could have looked exactly like fucking Hopman. And he was like, yeah, dude, here. Okay, cool. Like, he's his conspirator. So Lindbergh is like, I need you to write ransom notes. I need you to do this, this, and this. And he hands him money. And he's like, this is part partial payment. And he's going to give another 50000 after the ransom notes get. So, I mean, he still probably had some involvement in it then, mm-hmm. maybe. So, I mean, it does suck because he didn't actually kill the kid. So he died. Well, we don't know if he did or not. He could have just been lying the entire time. Like, yeah. So there's like, we don't really have proof of anything saying specifically exactly what happened. So this is an open and closed case with not viable okay. evidence. Evidence. And because there's no fingerprints. Killer. If there were fingerprints, that would be a different story. But there were no fingerprints throughout the whole. Well, yeah, I'm sure Lindbergh is probably somewhat smart. So. Well, yeah, and he told him he's like wear gloves, mm-hmm. and like. The- See, and I find that it's like there's no way that you're gonna be a high profile person and someone's gonna come into your house and kidnap your kid. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, kidnapping happened, like you said, kidnapping happened all the time. In one year, three thousand kidnappings with ransoms were done through. Probably inside years. shit, or people doing the same thing that Lindbergh was doing. Possibly, but I'm just saying that's just like a big thing. Like. I know, I mean, I guess I'm not alive in the 1900s, but I know like... In I mean, you were 19, alive in the 1900s, but not the early not 1900s. Not early 1900s. Like, I know people back then were like not super aware of shit. kidnappings and murders and shit. Like, they leave their fucking houses unlocked for days and weeks and shit. Like, in the 1970s, mm-hmm. where the murder spree just went through the roof. It's like, I would never do that shit. I don't care how safe someone says an area is. I'm locking my fucking doors. I'm turning on the yeah, alarm. But it's a different time, like, back then. Like, you can't... I know. That's why I was like, now. I wasn't alive back in the ni- early like, 1900s. Like, your mindset is now because everybody's awful. That's what your mindset's at. Back then, everybody was pleasant. Dear sir, I kidnapped your kid. I want this money. Thank you. Like, please and thank you. But there's you. still going to be fucking assholes out there. And I don't think... Were there... Was anyone able to buy a gun back then? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I would lock my doors. But it's like, I don't know. It's just like there was not as much crime back then. Or like notated crime. 3,000 kidnappings a year. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Uh, It's like an argument we could have forever. I know, we could. All right, so we are getting very long. This is our longest episode. Oh, fuck me. I thought D.B. Cooper was going to be the longest. No, this is the longest. Well, we're going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. But it's actually interesting. You know what? Take two shots just because. Uh, this was a really interesting story, and you got to hear all the ransom notes that we put through. So that was really good. Um, like we said, this is still kind of unsolved. It's kind of like John Benet Ramsey. There's so many theories out there. You can actually I mean, potentially. solved, but. Somebody was murdered for the case, but it wasn't actually solved. Yeah, it wasn't. So let's just be honest. Um, But overall, this was a really, really good episode. Um, Next episode, I have the movie. You have the topic. Um, We can change the topic. We can change the topic. But that's like a low-key one, if you want. So the movie I chose, we are watching tonight at the theaters, is called Lisa Frankenstein. This is Mm. a new one. 
Came out yesterday. Came out literally yesterday. I believe you can actually watch it on Paramount slash Showtime. Already? Mm-hmm. How? Uh, some people have early access. I don't know how that happened. If you do have early access, awesome for you. Definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the theaters and definitely watch it. But when we watch it, we're not going to give anything away next episode like we did for the menu because the menu was really good. Definitely watch that. Um, but just we're it's a new movie i've wanted to see it since i found the trailer like last week and i'm really excited about it so uh we're gonna watch lisa frankenstein and the topic you can choose between amelia Earhart or dear david why are you asking me because it's your topic it's your topic no it's your topic this is all your stuff i know but you can choose amelia Earhart. okay so next episode we are going to cover amelia Earhart. there you go see amelia Earhart. Earhart. We just got to pick, babe. You got to stand your ground. Alrighty. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to see our beautiful faces throughout this episode, because we have made a lot of weird faces, um, definitely join Patreon. We still upload there. Um, I do share the links in our, like, the inf- information on each episode, so you can easily click on that. Ta-da. 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 And become one of our Patreon members. And then you can watch the video early. Uh, but also we don't have a website, so that's pretty much it. Like merch, we still have merch, but it's on my Etsy site. So you just have to go look for in for the night in Etsy. And then you can still write to us at our Gmail. Do you remember what our Gmail is? <laughs> I never remember. In for the night 69 at gmail.com. So definitely Bam. write in there for anything. If you want to say any theories that you have of the limber baby story, definitely share it. Um, I find this one very fascinating and kind of interesting. So um, definitely right in there. Um, I don't know. This is weird because I don't have my normal like spiel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, well, I hope we gave you a reason to stay in for the night. And until next time, peeps, take two shots and peace out.